it's that time of year or almost that time of year where having a little extra cha-ching in the bank account would really make a big difference, especially with holidays. So I want to help in a way that I think I can by giving away a $500 Amazon gift card. For a chance to win it, all you have to do is one of two things. Either A, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and send a screenshot to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com or share it out on social media. Let people know that we exist there with a link to our show through your favorite podcast player so others can go and find the show and listen as well. One of two ways. Send me a screenshot of either and you'll be entered to win. All you got to do is send it to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com. That's contest at realghoststoriesonline.com. Good luck. This is a Real Ghost Stories Online Extra. My name is Greg. Uh, I had left a comment on your guys' Facebook live feed for Halloween. Um, I work at a railroad museum. Uh, I volunteer there. We're all volunteer members. Um, so we work our regular work week and then go down there and work for free. And, you know, because we enjoy it, we love it. Um, anyway, um, the I, I've had quite a few experiences down there, but uh, I try to talk to other members about it, and they just kind of look at me like I'm crazy. So um, the museum is housed on uh, former Northern Pacific Railway property, and the old depot uh, is a beautiful brick uh, building. It was built in 1911. Uh, however, it's a second depot uh, for that town. Uh, the original was a wooden depot. Um, but in 1911, Northern Pacific Railway came through and they upgraded all of their buildings uh, and their facilities on that particular line. Um, so it's a beautiful brick building, uh, sandstone accents, uh, you know, green wooden uh, window frames, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, look it up online, what a Northern Pacific Railway depot looks like, and you'll see what I mean there. They're gorgeous. Um, and anyway... Uh, just across the parking lot, there is, uh, on the other part of the property, there is the freight house. And it was built in, I believe, 1925. Um, and originally it was where, you know, they would store dry freight and they had a cold storage room. And um, when our organization got on the property in the early 90s, they basically ripped the back half of the floor out down to the dirt in that building, uh, the freight house. and uh, converted it into an engine shop. Um, so we have uh, concrete flooring, an inspection pit, and track. Uh, and we have a 1902 steam locomotive that sits in there that's being restored. Um, and uh, it'll be the first time it's ran since 1953. It's uh, it's about 90% done. It's, it's pretty exciting. Um, anyway... Uh, so I guess my first story goes, I was walking out of the building one night after everybody had left. My fiance was sitting in the car getting it warm. It was kind of a, a cold night. Um, and I had used the restroom. And I had walked out of it. And I was shutting lights off, making sure everything was locked. And um, I had walked down. There's a hallway from the front part of the building where the front door is and the break room and the uh the mechanical officer's uh, office and bathroom and all that. And uh, there's a steel, kind of looks like a fire-rated door. Um, but anyway, it's down at the end of this hall. 
and then you open it up and you're on the upper platform and there's stairs going down to the floor where the steam locomotive sits. Well, I had opened it and made sure lights were shut off and everything, and I had closed it and turned around, started walking down the hall, and I heard somebody say, hey, Greg. And it sounded like um, my fiance. So I jumped and kind of turned around because I thought she was in the car. And um, I looked around and I said, uh, yeah, what's going on? And nobody replied. And I looked in the bathroom. I looked in the uh, looked in the door there in the shop again and checked the office. And I didn't see anybody. So I said, well, you know, I just must be tired. And, and started walking up to finish locking up. And so I... Uh, I got everything shut down, and, and I walked up to the front door, and the light switches for the um, little area up front are right next to the door. So I just turned those off and was about to step through the door, and I heard someone say, hey, Greg. But this time they were a little bit more uh, adamant about trying to get my attention, um, more urgent. And I looked out to the car, and I saw Alicia sitting there, and it was in the same voice. Um, as my fiance, um, and she was in the car. And so by that time, I locked it up and hightailed it out of there and, and went home and told her about it. Um, that was pretty much the only time I've ever felt threatened. Um, I mean, there was one other, but uh, most of my experiences down there have been uh, fairly friendly. Um, so anyway, um, uh, that's one of my first stories. I guess I can tell you another one real quick if, if you have time. But um, So we're having a, a Christmas event down there, and um, our, our museum president is usually there during that event. And I was the last one in the rail yard, and I was walking through, locking gates up, checking cars, making sure no lights were on, handbrakes were set, everything was safe. Um, and I had my uh, my high-vis vest on, uh, and I had my flashlight and my keys. And so I was walking and shining lights on cars, making sure everything was okay and there's nobody in them, and, you know. Uh, and I shined my light over towards one of our passenger coaches. And I saw somebody in bibbed overalls walking away from me. So I never saw the face. Our museum president wears bibbed overalls occasionally for special events like that where there's going to be a lot of public uh, to, you know, kind of try and get in the mood and add to the ambiance, I guess. Um, but anyway, uh, I had seen him and I had wanted to know how we were doing uh, as far as numbers were, attendance and, you know, money coming in uh, because we are a nonprofit and it's our biggest event of the year uh, that pretty much pays our bills the rest of the year and lets us restore equipment. Um, so, uh, I'll call him Frank, uh, so that there's, you know, uh, no issues there. But, uh, anyway, I, I kind of said, Hey Frank, and wait up a minute. I got a question for you. And I kind of did a light jog to try and catch up with him. Um, now these cars, these passenger coaches are 85 feet long. Um, and he was almost to the end of it where the steps are to go up into it. And, uh, I was about midway down the car when he had turned left uh, and grabbed the handrails and stepped up onto the car. Um, and I said, you know, hey, Frank, uh, wait up a minute. And so I ran up there, and by the time I got to the steps and was climbing up one side, he was going down the other. 
uh, I got to the top there, and he turned left, and he was on the ground, and he turned left and started walking down the car. And I uh, hopped off of there, kind of both feet landed on the ground, and I said, hey, Frank, wait up. And I caught myself because I looked down, and there was nobody there. Um, the cars were kind of aligned in a way that uh, there was a switch, and there was a line of passenger cars that that particular coach was sitting on um, all the way down to the switch, a little bit past it. And then the other track that intersected with that uh, track uh, at that switch had some freight cars on it, and they were butted up to the point where um, there was not a whole lot of room for somebody to squeeze through. Um, and if it had been uh, Frank, it wouldn't have been very possible or very quick for him to crawl underneath the car. And besides, that's something that we uh, strictly forbid uh, for any of our crew members to do is crawling uh, underneath or between cars, even if they're parked, uh, because you never know what's going to happen. So I looked up and down, and I looked down towards the other, uh, to the right, down towards the depot, and I didn't see anybody, and it was quite a ways. If he had been there, uh, I would have seen him walking that direction, but um, he wasn't there. And so I walked up into the depot, kind of a little bit shook, and I uh, walked up to him and I said, hey, were you just outside? Um, and he said, no. Um, I was in here counting our money for the day and, uh, you know, our attendance. Um, so I kind of walked away stunned because I didn't quite know what to think. So anyway, uh, those are a couple stories that I have. Uh, there's a lot more, but. Uh, I hope to get to share them at some point, and I hope you guys play this. If you want more real ghost stories and access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up now at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Hey, got a crazy family? Love hearing stories about crazy families? then you need to check out our brand new podcast called My Crazy Family. Available wherever you get podcasts. Just search My Crazy Family right now. Press subscribe and don't miss any brand new episodes of My Crazy Family. You can even share your stories if you so please. We'd love to hear them. My Crazy Family. Search and subscribe wherever you download podcasts.